Welcome to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. You can also check us out online at realchurchcoweta.com or jump on Facebook at Real Church Coweta. We hope you enjoy this week's message. I thought you had to hear it from me, but you can be seated. You guys doing okay today? Man, what a great last song. Are you kidding me? Are you guys fired up like I am? I almost told him just keep on singing. Hey, listen, before we start, I do want to recognize, uh, I hope, I hope that, let me, I may have to give her a second because I know she's going to be coming in here, but I do want to recognize our amazing staff. So could I have our staff members come up here, please? Lynn, come on up, my friend. For those that do not know this, uh, yeah, Jonathan, come on up. I think Miranda's gone right now to get him. Miranda, is she coming? She coming in, Miranda? Come on up. Is Erin coming in? She's coming. Come on in, Dan O. Come on up here, Dan. And uh, y'all come up on stage. Don't I like you're ashamed of me. All right, come on. Uh, hey, whenever Erin comes in, let's really chill loudly for her. All right? That's just Adam. Oh, that's just Adam. Don't cheer for him. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, all righty then. All right, all right. Wendy, can you want to come up here for a second? Listen, uh, this month, if you don't know, you know how Facebook makes up all these holidays? Like Daughter's Day. There was like eight Daughter's Days, I promise you. In September, it was like, oh, it's Daughter's Day. And I was like, well, I missed it. So I text Bailey, and I was like, hey, sorry, I missed Daughter's Day. And then like four days later, it's Daughter's Day, y'all. And I'm like, no, it's not. That was five days ago. Anyway. This is not a made-up thing. This is something that's happened for a while. Guys, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. Isn't that fantastic? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And so I wanted to, I wanted to show some love to all of Let me tell you something. We are a close-knit, loving, most of the time, team. And we are, uh, we really are. Y'all, I'm, I promise you, we've had different staff members at different times. I've never been closer to five other people than we are one another. We have incredible staff meetings now. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. The last staff meeting we had in person, uh, I, I have rarely, you know, when you hear the word staff meeting, you don't think of encouragement and leaving fulfilled and filled up. But man, I don't know about y'all, but the last staff meeting we had, I, I just left filled up with what God was doing and what he was going to do. So you guys, please give a hand for our incredible pastoral staff here. Are they not incredible? They really are. Wendy, Wendy, uh, Wendy, has, Wendy has some gift cards uh, that we've gotten, that the church has gotten for you guys. You guys be blessed. Now listen, there's one rule. Don't spend this on anyone but yourself. All right? All right? Don't do that. So especially you, Miranda. All right? All right? She is the worst. She is the worst. Hey guys, give them a hand. Thank you all so much. Thank you all so much. My good friend, Young, go sit down. Anyway, love y'all, love y'all. My good friend Andy Carter is here. You'll see him today. He's, you've probably already seen him. Andy, Andy is, uh, is a good uh, and godly uh, man. He is going to be doing some photography for us today. Um, Miranda does all of our social media stuff, and she said, we're all outdated. We need new pictures. And I said, okay, fine. And so we have been planning that. Uh, Andy was supposed to come on another day. Guess what day that was? The fire day. Woo! 
And Andy had to end up rescheduling, and we were like, hey, we are really glad that you rescheduled. So, but anyway, he'll be walking around here, and uh, his sweet wife, Amy, and their beautiful baby is over there. Amy, thank you. We love them so much. Wendy and I have been friends with them for a long, long, long time. So, all right, now that I got that out of the way, let's talk about John. Open the Bibles, your Bibles up to John chapter 19. Let's take a look at John chapter 19. Hey guys, listen, today is going to be a little bit different. Traditionally, you come in and you hear uh, an incredible, incredible message. Just kidding, it's kind of mediocre most of the time, but it, I try my best. And, uh, but today's going to be a little bit different. We are, you are going to hear a message. It's going to be a little shorter because the cool thing about today is, is and, and people always say, gosh, how long are you going to be in John? And I said, I don't know, maybe another 15 or 20 years. I don't know. But, but um, we've been in a year and a half, and so here we are. Uh, we're, we're actually going to be wrapping up right before Thanksgiving. But today is going to be a little bit different because what we're going to do is, is we're going to get to see the product of the Scripture that we're reading about. I want to say that again. We're going to get to see the finished product of the Scripture that we're reading about. And it's going to be really, really cool. So, let's take a look at John chapter 19, starting in verse 28. Let me get seated here, starting in verse 28. John chapter 19, starting in verse 28. It says, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. Just for those that maybe weren't here last week, Jesus is currently hanging on the cross. And he said, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. And to fulfill the scripture, he said, I am thirsty. A jar of sour wine was sitting there, and they soaked the sponge on it, put it on a hyssop branch, and held it up to his lips. When Jesus tasted it, he said this, It is finished. That's what we're going to be, that's what we're going to be focused on today. It is finished. Then he bowed his head and released his spirit. It was the day of preparation, and the Jewish leaders didn't want the bodies hanging there the next day, which was the Sabbath, and a very special Sabbath because it was the Passover. So they asked Pilate to hasten their deaths by ordering that their legs be broken. Then their bodies could be taken down. So the soldiers uh, came and broke the legs of two men crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead. So they didn't break his legs. And one of the soldiers, however, pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water flowed out. This report is from the eyewitness giving an accurate account. He speaks the truth so that you can also believe. Who's the eyewitness? That's John. That's the author of the book. He's saying, listen, I want you to understand something. I'm reporting this directly as it was, and you can take it for granted because I was there. That's what he says. These things happen in fulfillment of the scriptures that says not one of his bones will be broken, and they will look on the one they pierced. Just as a side note, the way they died in crucifixion was basically they suffocated to death. They, they, what they would do is, is they would be hanging and they kept raising up and the weight of their body would weigh down on their lungs and they would raise up and then they would fall and then they would raise up and then they would fall. And what breaking legs would do is it would not allow them to raise up anymore. And that's how they died in crucifixion. It says afterwards, Joseph of Arimathea, who had been a secret disciple of Jesus because he feared the Jewish leaders, asked Pilate for permission to take down Jesus' body. And when Pilate gave permission, Joseph... Uh, came and took the body away. And here's a cool, cool thing. You guys ready? Let's think back to John chapter 3. It says this. It says this in, in, in verse 39. With him came 
Nicodemus. Wow, who's Nicodemus? Well, that was John chapter 3, the one that was born again. And how do I buy born again? Guess what? Nicodemus is still a follower. He's committed and he was to the end. The man who had come to Jesus at night, he brought about 75 pounds of perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes. Following Jewish burial custom, they wrapped Jesus' body with the spices in long sheets of linen cloth. The place of crucifixion was near a garden where there, were, there was a new tomb, never used before. And so, because it was the day of preparation for the Jewish Passover, and since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for who you are. Let us learn now from it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. We are going to focus today on it is finished. What does it is finished mean? Well, I'm glad you asked. The word there is tetelestai. Has anyone ever heard of the word tetelestai? Tetelestai. It was crazy. I was at my brother's house. He had just bought his home. And when I went into the home, there was a huge plaque sign that was up on their wall. It was in their living room area. And it's still there today. When I was there like the other week, it was still there. And they've kept it there for almost nine years. And it said, Tetelestai. And I walked in, being the deep theological pastor that I am, and I said, what the heck's Tetelestai? <laughs> well, I never heard it before. And I was like, wait a minute, is that, that's something to do with the resurrection, right? And she said, yes, and then she explained to me what it means. Now, since then... I have become theologically trained, and so now I knew what it was, all right? But anyway, back then I didn't know. What is tetelestai, all right? What is tetelestai? Here's what tetelestai is. Whenever they would pay off a debt, whenever they would pay off a debt, in the ledger of where the debt was owed, they would write tetelestai. And what Tetelestai means is it is completed. It is finished. It is paid in full. That's what it means. How cool is that? It gets cooler and cooler, though. All right? Like I say, it's going to get gooder and gooder here in a minute. All right? So buckle up. The actual meaning, though, goes a lot deeper than that. The actual meaning of tetelestai is actually a little bit more deep than that. The actual meaning, this is incredible. The word tetelestai actually means it is paid in full from the past and today, and forevermore, that's what it means. It means when Jesus said to Telestai, it is finished, he said, it is paid in full from the past, from today, and forevermore, until all eternity. So the question that I ask myself is what is finished? What are we talking about here? What's finished? Well, I'm glad you guys asked the same questions I do. 
Because that's what we're going to talk about this morning briefly. What is finished? Let me tell you what's finished. Jesus' complete obedience to Christ was made perfected. And that was done. It was done. Jesus left nothing out. There was not one part of His obedience that wasn't absolutely complete. Every single thing that the Father had told Him to do, He did. He lived and He died, here it is, in complete submission to the Father's will. He lived and He died in complete submission to the Father's will. He never, ever, ever sinned. He was made in perfection. He followed every command. He confronted without anger. He walked in holiness, not because He was God in the present, but because He was always present with God. Are you with me? The connection between Him and God produced obedience. So He had finished the mission. And do you know why He was obedient to God? Do you know why He did everything as God asked, even though there were some things that were very difficult to do? Even though there were some challenges that He Himself had to, literally on the cross, had had to get His mind right for? Even though He went off and He prayed and He came back and He went off and He prayed and He came back? Well, if you were here last week, you know why. He did it for you. And He did it for me. What else is finished though? There's more that's finished. I told you it was going to get gooder and gooder. And here we go. The penalty of sin is finished. The penalty of sin, the debt that we owed of sin is finished. In 1999, we had a tornado at our home. I've shared that with you before. And we were absolutely devastated by that tornado. And it was a long process. But there was something that we were able to do with that tornado that has blessed us all the way up until right now. And I know it's shocking, but I'm 52. And that's been a long time ago. 20-something years. Do you know what, do you know what happened? I'll never, forget, I'll never forget us not doing this. Now, for y'all young people, there's these things, they call them checks, all right? And you used to have to write checks. You'd have to sit down and you'd have to write these checks out. I'll never forget, I'll never forget, we, we had a student, and this was, this was back before all the technology had really hit, but we had a parent come up to me and say, hey, listen, we are failing our children. And I said, oh, gosh, what have I done? You know, is, is, have they gone off on a tangent at college? which wouldn't be my fault, it would be his fault. But anyway, um, he said, no, I, asked, I told my son that he needed to mail a check to the office, and not only did he not know how to write a check, 
he didn't know how to mail a, a letter. He didn't know where to put the stamp. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. So we had to mail a check. Guess what the check was for? The check was for all of our debt. We had all of these items, and Wendy and I decided, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take this lemons, and we're going to try to turn it into lemonade. And so the first thing we're going to do is we're going to pay off all of our debt. And so we told Sally Mae to stick it. And we wrote her a check, and we told her we didn't ever want to see her again. And that's what, and guess what? We ain't ever seen her since. Oh, heifer. We ain't seen her. We ain't seen her. You have any idea how good that felt? Can, you, can I tell you what I felt whenever I sent that check? I felt freedom. I felt freedom. The debt of sin was finished. I want to tell you something really cool in these passages that you may have missed. So he says this, he says, it was a really important Sabbath because it was the Passover. And you guys know, if you've been in church long, you know that the Passover is from the Old Testament. And it's when they were going to leave out of Egypt. And he said this, he said, listen, I want you to take, take and put blood over the doorpost of where you're going to be staying. And whenever the, 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 the death angel comes through, if the blood is on the doorpost, they will pass over your household and go to the next, the debt penalty now passes over you and me. What they would do is, during the Passover, is they would get a spotless lamb, a, a, an unflawed, the best lamb, and they would kill and sacrifice the lamb for the sins of the nation. And they would bring their offering and then they would, they would literally kill the lamb. And Jesus was the Passover lamb that was killed for me and for you. And his blood, his blood covers over the multitude of sin for those who believe and who follow Christ. So let me tell you something even cooler. The hyssop plant that they used to dip in the vinegary wine and put it to Jesus' mouth was the same plant that they used to dip the blood in and pour it over the door. It's the same brush that was used. That's the connection. That's the connection. The sin debt is finished from the past to the present, and for eternity more. For those that believe and for those that follow the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what else? Man, this is a big one. Guilt and shame was finished. Guilt and shame. With, with, with sin came guilt and with shame. When I was a younger man and my children were still at home, when my kids would mess up, now listen, my kids weren't perfect. 
I know it's shocking, but they weren't. And your kids aren't either, by the way. I've, I've met them and I've seen them. Um, but you guys know how when you have guilt, when you have kids that, 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 now at first they don't, at first they usually lie about it. But then when they know they're busted, they have guilt and they have shame and they come up and they have guilt and they have shame. And for a moment, for a moment, that conviction is, is okay. But the last thing you want your kid to do is to walk around with guilt and shame. What you want to tell them is, is this. You want to say, listen, I understand that you messed up. And I understand that it may have hurt my feelings or hurt someone else's feelings. But you have to allow yourself to be forgiven and you have to forgive yourself because those things are in the past. And you need to walk without guilt and shame. There's a lot of people that still walk with guilt and shame. There are. There's a lot of people that still walk with guilt and shame. Think about the prodigal son. The prodigal son's like, listen, if, if I could just, if, if I could only be a servant, if I could only be a servant, I would be, have a place to sleep and food to eat, and I don't even want any part. There's no way I could ever want a part be back reinstated. And yet the Scripture says that while he was a long way off, the father, looking from, it, from his front area, saw him, grabbed the robe and the ring, and ran to him and put it around him and said, let's throw a party. And the prodigal was saying, I don't deserve this. And he was like, I know you don't deserve this. But your father has paid the debt. He's paid the debt. Guys, listen, we don't deserve the robe and we don't deserve the ring and we don't deserve the party. Yet guilt and shame is finished. The cross removes the guilt and shame. And I want to tell you something. This is a little secret you can always... You guys ever wonder if something is from God or something's not from God? Here you go. If you're a believer, if you're a believer, you have Holy Spirit living inside of you. And if you're a believer, if you feel guilt and shame about something, that is not from God. You see, because guilt and shame tear down conviction teaches and builds up. Holy Spirit convicts. And what He'll do is, is He will convict and He will bring scriptures to your mind and He will connect those two things. And He will say, we want you holy. But guilt and shame always breaks down. Guilt and shame always tears down. There is no teaching in guilt and shame. The teaching comes in the conviction. So when I hear believers saying, oh, I just feel guilty, and I'm like, well, tell me about that. Well, you know, I just know that I have done something I shouldn't have done, and I feel guilty about it. And I said, what you're feeling is not guilt. It's conviction. It's conviction. Because you are God's, and he wants to teach you just like I don't want my son or daughter to carry around guilt and shame. I want to teach them the best way to live. 
and how to be the best version. And I want to teach them what God had in mind when he created them. That's what I want. It's guilt and shame that tear down. And guilt and shame is gone. Guilt and shame separates us from God. Conviction is God drawing us back to himself and teaching us. The final thing, you guys, that was finished, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, was the disconnect between God and man. The disconnect between God and man. Listen, the Bible is a book of restoration and redemption. And Jesus' death on the cross, saying to Telestai, it is finished, that death built a bridge between God and man. Now I want to tell you a little secret here, y'all, today. Jesus is finished. But he isn't finished with you. I want you to hear that. Jesus is finished. But he's not finished with you. You are not finished. You continue along the sanctification process until you reach home. And one day, we will all sit around, hang out, eat some great food, hopefully, and understand what our finished self looks like. I don't want to uh, leave you hanging here, so I want to read one more verse for you. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. Lord God, we love you and we thank you. Lord, I'm so thankful for, your, for, your, for the cross and I'm so thankful for who you are. God, let us be people that understand that it is finished and let us accept that. God, we can't do it without you and we believe in you. It's in the strong and mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask them to bring the lights back up briefly. I want to do something a little different this morning before our praise band starts. We've got some people here that have decided that they want to follow Christ. We've got people here that not only want to, we've got some people that want to join our fellowship, but we've got some people that want to follow Christ in his example of baptism. And so I'm going to ask Bell and Lauren and Kelsey and Zach and David and Mindy, you guys come on up. Lorinda, why don't you come on up too? You're already here. Why don't you come down with us, okay? You guys come down for a second. Y'all come on up here. Come on up here, y'all. It's good stuff. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Good stuff, good stuff. Listen, I want to talk about, about these incredible people uh, for, for a moment, especially the four that are going to be getting baptized. Um, I've gotten to know these people so, so much, so much better. Um, I got to do, go lunch with uh, three or four of these incredible people, and we had a great time, didn't we? We did. 
Them taters were good, weren't they? Yes, sir. They was good taters. Grazing here after church. Go get it. All right. But anyway, um, they were incredible. And I just got to hear the hearts of every one of these people up here. And so today, all of these people come to join our church to say, listen, I want to be a member here. I want to be, be a part of what's going on here. I want to be a part of what God's doing here. And the incredible thing is, as you can already see, and I know a lot of you guys don't know this, but, but these people are so active here at our church already, and it's a great, great thing. And so I'm going to read something for you, and I'm going to talk to you about it briefly. We, we like for you to make a commitment to us, all right? We like to make a commitment to us, and then we're going to make a commitment to you. And so I want to read this to you. As a follower of Jesus Christ, do you promise to be a faithful member of Real Church? Do you promise to faithfully support this church, set an example of love and faithfulness, and live this out not only among us here, but also as a representative of Christ in, in this church, in our community? If that's your commitment, would you please say, I will? All right. Say it louder, Lauren. Okay, thanks. Love you, girl. All right, church, I got a question for you. Do you, church family, take spiritual responsibility for these people? Do you promise to pray for them, love them, and live before them in a way that show them the best in how to live for Christ? If this is your commitment, will you please say, we will? We will. Don, did you say it? Say it louder. We will. There you go, Don. There you go, Don. I love, I love messing with these guys. Listen, y'all. We are going to go into a time now of, of decision. Jonathan's going to come up here. And here's the cool thing that I want to share with you guys. Four of these people are going to follow Christ in baptism. And I love that we get to see and talk about the death and the burial and the resurrection while we see a clear example of the death, the burial, and the resurrection. What you're going to witness today is how God comes in and loves us enough to save us and their response is is to follow him in a believer's baptism so we're going to go back to the back and we're going to get prepped for that and you guys are going to have a great worship time if there's something on your heart if there's something that you need to to come up to the altar for come on up Jonathan's going to be up here our altar is always open and I can promise you this when you walk up here to this altar you will not be alone you're going to have family here, friends here that are going to come and pray with you. Listen, don't leave here the same way you walked in. If you came in carrying a burden, leave it at the altar. I've told you before, we're going to take it, we're going to throw it in Pollard Dumpster, and it's going to go out forever, and you're never going to see it again. You know why we do that? Because it's finished. From the past to the present and to all in future. Don't carry that burden anymore. Let's stand up and sing a final worship song this morning. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. If you have any questions or would like to contact us, please visit our website at realchurchcoweta.com and click on the Contact Us tab. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. in the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. Until then, God bless and remember to love God, love others, and live real.